What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Rideshare Rodeo. So I've got some uh, new things mapped out. Um, basically, the obviously this, which I've talked about uh, so many times, the Tuesday podcast will always stay the same. It always has. This is the 119th episode, and I have never missed a Tuesday drop. So... That will always stay the same. Um, I might be doing some, and and again to the podcast listeners, uh, if you are ever on over on YouTube, uh, check out Rideshare Rodeo the channel, um, and see some of the other stuff that I put up there, like the roundtable, some of which I've brought here. But you can always catch those even in the replay, and even if you don't use YouTube much, I know a lot of my audio listeners have emailed me and stuff saying they just don't use it much. But if you could do me the favor, even if you don't use it much, but you have it because you have a Google account and go over there and smack that subscribe button, maybe like a video or two, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Starting to get some momentum with uh, subscribers over there and really appreciative of all that. And as well as focusing on my core here, though, you guys, um, the audio listeners. So Here's what's going to happen. So next, so the roundtables will keep to continue on YouTube on Thursdays. And I don't I don't see an end to that right now. That's the one thing on YouTube that I don't see changing. The Sunday thing that I'm doing is so far it's a lot of fun and it's open to all of you guys as well. I know a lot of you guys email me sometimes and then I'll bring things up directly or to you or however we decide but I'm also offering up this, or I'm, I'm also doing this thing on Sunday on YouTube where I drop th- like 13 minutes of uberliftdriver.com news. And again, I just, I'm plugging uberliftdrivers.com because I really want to get people um, flowing to that site to get their news. I know a lot of you guys in the audio world do, but we get new listeners every week. So you guys check on out uh, uberliftdrivers.com. That is my project that has been five years and one month. Um, since inception and launch, <laughs> or maybe not inception, but launch. And then um, we are coming up on the two-year anniversary here at the end of this month, beginning of May of this podcast. Uh, we've crossed over 100,000 downloads. I want to thank all of you guys for that, by the way. Um, I think we're at 102,000 right now. So we crossed that over a few weeks ago. And over on YouTube... We are, we've crossed over 500 subscribers. I think we're nearing 550 and um, we're coming up on 100 videos. A lot of that content isn't over here. Some of it is, but it's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to this podcast being me, the mic, 
and uh, for Tuesdays and just kind of going through news. I might bring somebody in to help me out through the audio. I might bring another audio podcaster in. I might play clips of some of the video stuff I'm doing in case you're interested to go over and watch. But I don't think that on Tuesday, it's just going to be just the interview anymore. Um, the, the times that that will probably happen is when it's a company, which I'm starting to get those lined back up. For a while here, I've been working with YouTube content creators, and I'm going to co- obviously continue to do so. But because I did the, the website, because I launched the audio podcast, I've been spending, you know, I'm not even a year on YouTube yet, and we're still growing that. So I've been spending interviewing a lot of them, getting to know them, um, and eventually trying to cross all that over into uberliftdrivers.com, Rideshare Rodeo Podcast Audio, YouTube. I just want it to be all whatever, all flowing and whatever you guys like. Now, on the same note, on the Patreon page, I am going to start putting different content up every Friday. Um, And then I'm doing a couple other things too, like remastered old shows that aren't so great that I'm going to remaster, try and do a couple, two to four a month. Um, But on Fridays, I'm going to put up, I mean, it might be five minutes of content. It might be 10. It might be um, a short live session in um, Patreon with the Patreon members because that's a that's a small group that I can uh, have a conversation with and uh, already a hand you know of, of the ones that that I have that Patreon members um, a handful or you know probably half are content creators so very. Uh, you're going to start seeing some things happening there. So I really want to get you guys over to the Patreon. I'm working on making two more tiers, like an enterprise tier for those guys whose CEOs and all those guys who I've supported and kind of like they don't get any extra perks, but if you can afford it, please (laughs) give to this. Um, Because I'll, I'll, you know, one of these podcasts, maybe it'll be next week. I'll kind of, or maybe I'll do it in the Patreon page, so it's understood. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to commit to anything yet because I've already figured out so much. But I will break down like just what it costs a month to keep all of this going, like equipment, software, um, that kind of stuff. So you know, I do have some target goals to make sure that first and foremost, um, outside of any kind of uh, agreements I make with any companies or anything that. Um, you know, that everything's kind of taken care of at least. So I do really appreciate the Patreon members. And for that, I'm going to really start doing some creative content over there. I might even start doing some different stuff. Um, some more like uh, um, outside of the gig economy, independent contractors and more into the whole picture of independent contractors. Um, I've actually talked to Kim Cavan about this too. As you guys know, Kim, um, she's pretty intense with uh, all things independent contractor, and she's interested in doing a little thing once in a while. So I, I'm, I'm working out a bunch of things, but basically count on something on Fridays on Patreon. Always the Tuesday drop, audio podcast, this, which will be the focus of even my other projects. This is where my brainstorming will start happening again. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm super excited to where this is going to go because I'm not going to have to look at the clock like I'm doing right now, seeing how far into this I am and then how I can fit the piece in for this week. Um, but that said, the roundtables, I will be trying to bring them over on the weekend. I just don't want to say that every weekend I'll have one because, um, you know, I might use clips in a podcast. I might 
move something over or whatever. You can always catch them on YouTube, but I'm going to try and drop those on the weekends as bonuses when when I can, or you know maybe edit them up to an hour, which I don't you know I don't edit the podcast, but maybe I'll edit all those up. I've started to actually get those to an hour, so might just work out. We'll see about that. I'm just I'm really focused on the website right now and the, the audio podcast and getting it back to just me and the mic and occasional all kinds of things here and there, you know? So um we'll see, you know, we'll see. But I'm I'm feeling excited about the new format and I've got it in my head. I'm just trying to get it exactly locked down because I do occasional Tuesday things as well on YouTube. Um, they might be like 20 minute shorts. They might be um, a live interview that then I kind of put away in case I'm going to use it in a podcast or they might be a planned podcast. There, there's so many different ways that I am creating right now. I'm just trying to get it all dialed into a system because I have learned that the algorithm, I've, I've learned how the algorithm helps me in many ways. I can't say I fully can break it down and tell you guys how it works and whatnot because nobody can. <laughs> Even the people who wrote it probably can't fully explain it. I mean, at some point, the AI just kind of takes over and they know what it's doing. But how it pieces some of it together would take... I mean, there are some people, don't get me wrong. But you know how it pieces some of that together, who knows? Now, before I get into the piece this week, before next week's moving back to... A little bit more of the old school style of rodeo. But um, before I get into tonight's piece that I told you guys about, uh, the roundtable that we had with Miss Atlanta Delivers from the United Kingdom, um, I want to give some quick quick, uh, shout out to the sponsor of Rideshare Rodeo and UberLiftDrivers.com, which is Middleton Technologies, MaximoApp.com. AcceptOrDecline.com. That is for the Maximo app and for the Driver Utility Helper, also known as the DUH app. Um, you can go to Middleton Technology or MiddletonTech.com and uh, check out the apps. There's Flex Alert too. Check out what these filtering apps do for you guys. Um, they're amazing. You know, it, it makes life so much simpler. It takes a lot of the noises out of these apps, shuts them up, and it lets you set the filter so that you are only getting the rides you want. I mean, you really, I mean, that's really what we're doing anyway. We're sitting there looking at the app, every offer that comes through, and it uses tricks and bells and whistles and things that they do psychological tests on to see if they work with people's brain chemistry about, oh yeah, this ding enough times and they'll accept things like, you know, the get get on Maximo, get on DUH, let them, fill, you set the parameters. I'm only looking for this or to go this far or, you know, I'll only deliver this space. I'll only do this. I'm only looking for, you know, you can, there's thousands of filters. You can set them so deep or you can just keep them pretty basic and you can do the auto accept and decline, which is huge. So you can just say, if anything falls outside of that, don't even bother me. You know, here's my parameters. Here's what I'm looking for. And then that way, the ones you see will be the ones that fall in your parameters. And then you'll just kind of be able to make a quick choice on if that's a good offer for you or not at that time. But since each of us live in all kinds of different areas, who knows? Rural, um, you know, million plus metropolitan cities, um, 
college towns, uh, resort towns, um, seasonal towns that are dead half of the year. And then the other half, they're so booming. So we all have so many different things that we face that these apps can take all of the headache away. Or minus having to call support and deal with potentially bad riders if you're doing rideshare or potentially annoying customers or restaurants, the stuff that you can't help. Uh, they can t- these apps can take away the, the rest of the stress. So, of course, there's going to be some. But it basically, they leave you just to do the work. You set the parameters. This is what I'm looking to do to make my money. This is what makes me money. This is what I like. Set it. Set. Turn it on. Launch your apps. And let it tell you which orders meet those uh, requirements that you're looking for. And only those. And then you take those. So, um, you know, I'm going to keep telling you guys about it. So... You might as well just download it now. <laughs> um, links in the show notes, you guys. Links in the show notes. Uh, okay, that said, we're going to get into the piece with Atlanta, and I'll come back on the other side. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, looks like we have a, a semi-full room here. Thanks, Pedro, for giving a plug on your live. You deserve um, it, brother. It's all good. <laughs> so... Um, Today we have Atlanta Delivers. Uh, she is next to me that way. <laughs> and uh, we have uh, Pedro sitting in. We have Gig Lebowski. And we have uh, Gary. Hannibal w- won't be with us today because he is uh, handling his clients. So, um, you know, I, I think he didn't. I think even though I sent it out a couple of times, I think he missed that it was a day one. So. <laughs> but uh, we got a good cast here. So that's... Uh, that's good. So, Atlanta, thank you for joining us today. I know that uh, you're on vacation, too, okay. or ho- holiday. Holiday, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to, I wanted to, there's a few different things that I want to touch on here a little bit. Like, so, it's, I, I put in my notes, it's a little different in the UK, and I've talked to some other people, but I know it's a lot different. So, I know you work on Just Eat, Deliveroo, Uber Eats, and is it Believery? Yeah. Did I say that right? Okay. Um, Delivery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, like where you're from in the UK and you know how you got into the gig economy? Yeah. So my name's Atlanta. <laughs> uh, I started delivering in July 2019, um, just after I had my daughter. Uh, whilst I was on maternity leave, but wanted something that was like flexible income and work the hours you want. Um, I carried on at my job. I was working at the airport uh, for a while. And then I decided to leave there July last year to do delivering full time. Um, it was part, well, obviously, like with having a daughter as well, like the flexible hours are great. Uh, well, you know, work when you want. Um, and I post on my social media uh, of delivering, which was going well when I was on like furlough. And I couldn't carry that on, obviously, working at the airport as well. So I made the decision to uh, leave that and do delivering full time. Uh, and I'm from in the UK near Brighton, right down the bottom, <laughs> down south. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. And I, I know you, I know that you actually deliver. I've seen in your videos, you deliver in uh, like quite a few markets. I don't know if that's like just to test it out or just to kind of see what that market's like, or is that common with you gig workers over there that, that you're, 
because everything's so pushed together that you're working multi-markets? And I mean that by like yeah, by markets, I mean like cities. Because like, you know, I would I I live in Denver. Oh, okay, yeah. I only work in Denver, so. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, for the most part, I work in my hometown, and then I only really go to the different places for like my YouTube. Um, just to like we tie in because my partner works in like children's entertainment. So when he's got a show like somewhere an hour away, we might stay there and then do like a delivery video there as well. Um, most people do just work in their hometown though. Uh, and for the most part, I do. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, okay. We, so a lot of these people on this panel here have, uh, um, like often have goals, um, challenges, amounts to try and reach or kind of, you know, like pars, whatever you want to call it, what they want to hit a week. And I, I saw that yeah. over the past I mean, maybe it was like the past couple of months, you've had a few out that are like that you're trying to reach a thousand pounds in a week. Like that seems to be, yeah. a is that a, is that a doable target in a moderate amount of hours or is that like a stretch? Are you having to really put um, it in to get that? Yeah. I mean, that week it is a lot of hours. I, I mean, I did five days, so I did, I still had two days off with my daughter but the days I did are like start at 7am and go through till like 9pm. So you have to do, you know, quite a lot of hours to actually do that. But some people do it every week. Um, I don't <laughs> for some weeks. But I mean, like, so, so how many hours does that take you? Just curious. I mean, I know you can't be exact, but just, um, probably, I'm just trying to figure it out against ours. Yeah. I'd say approximately 50 to 60 hours. Okay. In a week. I mean, that's so. Yeah, driver since I put up that, uh, you know, so here's the breakdown so that we all know, you know, that's so 50, 60 hours yep. is about that. So oddly, that's about the same because when I had gig guy Grant on here, he was saying that like he's like you guys make way more than us um, over the over here, and I was like that's weird because we complain a lot <laughs> about how we get paid. <laughs> Uh, oh, I thought somebody would say something. Um, but we we complain a lot though as well because we have to rely on tips. A lot of other countries don't rely on the tips. Well, but Atlanta, you you get tips, correct? Sorry, I cut out. That's no, all right. I try and come outside. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to repeat some of that. I'm afraid. <laughs> Oh, so he Gary was talking about how we rely on our tips a little bit more here, and I said, "But you get tips there." Oh, right. I mean, people not really. You. No, oh. I think that's the main difference. <laughs> yeah, um, like no, not really. Yeah, like I believe their I, apps. In order to add a tip for them, they actually have to. The customer actually has to message support and say, "Add a tip," not like here to where it's just a pop up for us. So with, so with ours, um, sorry, uh, Deliver and Uber, you can tip on the app, but Just Eat, you can't tip on the app. Um, which which just, eats, in... just Eats over there is Grubhub for us over here, by the way. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, you can't tip on that for us. So cultural thing, don't you think, right? I mean, I know in America, tipping is, is kind of s status quo. In a lot of other countries, it's not even a thing. It's almost like a sign of disrespect in like certain parts of like Asia and stuff like that, you know, but 
It's interesting because yeah. like 70% of what I make comes from tips. Mm. And I bet it's probably guess... flip for you. Maybe it's the other way, you know. I guess, yeah, our, probably our pay for deliveries is higher. Um, so tips aren't so necessary for us. Probably one in 10 tip over here, I'd say. Wow. Okay. So in a percentage, though, it's probably even less than 10%, maybe like wow. 5% of your income comes from tips. I think she's running into some connectivity Sorry, issues. My signal is being awful. Yeah, I, I know whenever I was looking at my Maximo data for my Australian and New Zealand users, I, I would say it was probably less than 5% were tipped. Um, I know their DoorDash down there, you do have to message support in order to add a tip. You can't do it through an app. Um, and I know they're, I believe it's Zoomy and Diddy, you cannot add a tip through the app either. But I believe Uber, you can. Yeah, like Peter said, I'm, I, that's what I've always heard, that it was like not not really a thing over in the UK in that area for tipping, you know. Mm -mm. That's that's weird with as much as they're all, you know, I mean, that pubs are on every corner and I'm things just like trying that. To find yeah, we're let we're let we're letting you have that time. We see what's I think we yeah. see what's going on that you're having a little issue. So we'll we'll kind of yeah, bear with for a second. We're, we're great at filling in. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what's to me, Steve, is how the companies know based on country or region what they can get away with paying drivers. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. know that. You know, it's it's wild to me. Right, because I mean they have to, and we'll get to that, but they have to be paying her much better than they would pay us since or else they wouldn't even have people scraping for Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what her lowest offer coming in coming in would be. You know what I mean? Like I wonder what that base pay is on the app she has. Oh, they well, they she, still get some low offers. They they yeah. still do. It's just yeah. And I, I don't know how it calculates because none of these companies actually break it down for us on what they they calculate. But I, I know as far as uh, I'd have to check, see if I got any UK users, but I know Australia a lot because I deal with my beta testers over there. And uh, I've I've seen some, you know, like, you know, 60 cent per mile offers come in for them. Wow. Crazy. Is but that, but they bad? also okay. they also have full transparency though as well. Oops. Like they don't have tip maybe higher things like that. Right. I mean, but so okay. Now now Atlanta's back, and I can say this though. But I mean, she's they're still make she's still making thirteen hundred American dollars on a fifty hour ish week. I mean, that's what we make, and and like you said, Pedro, seventy percent of that's tips. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, that's just our, crazy. Yeah, our pay must obviously is higher. So we don't rely on, well, we well don't rely on tips because we don't get them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so is that the same when you go out to dinner and for drinks and stuff? Do you not, you don't tip much? I do a little bit personally, but it's definitely not not really the dumb thing to do. Unless it's like outstanding. Wow. Did, did you but hear what she like, said? 
It's not the dumb thing to do. <laughs> um, sorry. No, no, no. That's, yeah, because I, like, I, I love I, I, I love how their their words are completely different than ours. I, I just love it. Yeah, how would we have said that? It's, it's not, not the smart a, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just said it backwards. <laughs> um, okay, so before we jump into uh, what I think of as your newfound fame, I just wanted to ask you about um, the. Co- so this kind of relates to what we've been talking about the company's pay models. Then, since there isn't tip, how how is that pay model structured? To like so how Oz, how you earn. So ours is all based on distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so while the apps vary, uh, for delivering Uber, it's all based on from the restaurant to the customer. You don't get paid to go to pick up. I don't know if that's the same over there. Um, yeah. Uh, and then it's roughly around a pound a mile, I want to say. Um, but like base minimum is like three pounds. So I guess it's like $350, I guess. Um, so that's about the same yeah and then well it depends when there's like say a friday night then there's boosts on so that would be like 1.5 so you'll get like 50 percent extra um if it's busy times they just up the pay and then just eat for us i guess is the different one so we get paid from wherever we are they pay us to the restaurant and from there to the customer so just eat for us is the best paid okay which um, app do you like to work the most which one's your bet your favorite it's changing over time because a lot of the pay is being reduced over here at the moment. Uh, it's, it's not great. Um, my favorite was Just Eat, uh, but it's because Just Eat, the only one is here as well. If you wait over 10 minutes at a restaurant, then they pay you extra, uh, whereas the others don't. But I'm starting to like delivery more now. Um, it seems to be the most like user-friendly. The customer service is definitely the best. And the orders are like ready pretty much all of the time. Cool. Okay. Now, now they also for the the Uber and things like that. You have a surge multiplier. It's not a set amount, correct? Yeah. So, so it'll be like one point five x, two point x, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, you remember when we had that here? Oh yeah. Yeah. So all the other countries, they still have that, and we're set at that. Oh my gosh. Set pay amount. Okay. So. So they do. So you do still get surge. Yes. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, I was starting to think, geez, because I mean, like, I know for a fact your cost of living isn't that much different than ours. Mm. I mean, it's not like it's cheap to live where you live. <laughs> no, especially because like down south where I am, I think it's the most expensive. <laughs> so yeah. So the further you got the country, kind of the cheaper it gets. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> So while we're, while we're there too, I, I really found, I, you know, there was one video you had, I was watching that really struck me big because here in the United States, a lot of us, we're all supposed to have the correct insurance. We're all supposed to have a yeah. type of commercial insurance. Um, more than 90% of us. And I think that's being, I think it's even more, but 90% at least don't carry the right insurance. We're not correctly insured to do ride share or food delivery or any of this stuff. People just get on the apps and they let them work. Um, I know that you talked about 
that literally you can buy a daily insurance. Yeah. Like I want to work tomorrow. So I'm going to buy insurance for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's something we don't even have an option of. I don't, I'm surprised. It, do the apps over there make sure that you have the insurance? Are they actually saying, hey, send us your commercial insurance that you're correctly? Yeah. So if you're signed up as a car or like on a scooter or, you know, motorbike, then before you start, you have to send in your insurance, uh, the correct one, or they won't let you start. Um, and like when that, you have to put the date that it expires and then you have to upload it uh, or basically you'll get kicked off the app. Some people do go around it though and put their on a bicycle um, and then are doing it without the correct insurance. But if you get stopped over here, which is quite often they check, then you're a bit screwed. <laughs> right, or if you have a situation. But yeah, so... Yeah, they make us upload our insurance too, but it's funny because when I said that, you know, they tell us we have to have this or you you need to carry these, we we all and people can upload insurance that shows you don't have the right insurance and they'll still let you go. No, they're so strict over here. There was a situation recently that one of my partners is a delivery driver as well and his insurance was being taken over by another company. Um and they briefly kicked well, kicked him off and said, No, that's not right. Um, and it was a bit of a nightmare for all, basically all the scooter riders had this insurance and it was being taken over by somewhere else. And Uber was like, no, you've got the wrong thing. Um, even though it was the right thing, it was just being taken over. So yeah, they're, they're pretty strict on it over here. Now you guys also, it, does the UK require you to have permits as well? Mm, like, like Australia, they have to have an actual permit to do. Uh, gig related stuff not food delivery but like ride share things like that oh. they have to have actual permits like a taxi yeah for like uber drivers yeah it's not that mm. easy to be a uber driver over here mm. or a taxi driver it's not easy but it's not the same for delivery no they don't make what is it the tfl or what is it it's transport that's transport for london Okay, right, but right, exactly. Like, if you were in, if you're in London, you don't have to go through the TFL to do delivery. Uh, no, not delivery. No. Okay. No. Yeah, because even Gig Guy Grant, when he was on, was telling me that he has to pay, every, and he does it on a scooter, but he has to pay every time he crosses into different parts of London, like pay mm. a toll. Yeah, I'm sure and, you would in if you're in that area. Yeah. I mean, just there's so many crazy expenses that. For all the people that you wouldn't believe how many, and it's, I mean, we are hit, we, same as you, we all are getting hit by these apps. They're all constantly finding a way to grind it down, grind it down. But yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine how many people would quit if we were under those type strict restrictions, you know, like no tips, um, paying tolls, this, that. Yeah. There's protests going on at the minute over here. Um, Like each individual town keeps like striking. Um, for like the pay to be upped. Okay. Oh, I think that it would be crazy over here. I think it would be. Yeah. Plus, I think if we had really, really strict, I think of DoorDash specifically because Uber is a little more like my, I got to submit sort of more paperwork with Uber more often than I do DoorDash, like where documentation it seems like at least. But maybe that's because I have the Uber rideshare app, but as a driver. But like with DoorDash, if they were that strict as they are over there where uh, I can't. I, half the drivers would just be kicked off automatically. I think. I think a lot of people that do DoorDash probably don't even have regular insurance on their automobile. Their car is probably not registered. They're working on somebody else's account. I see it at least in my market. So I think you could take half those 
two million DoorDash drivers would be completely ineligible to drive. No, I, yeah, I've I'm never sure. uploaded additional insurance to DoorDash ever since I signed up four years ago, five years That's ago. That's my point. That's my yeah, point. I've, Uber, I've never Uber had to upload it. it again. Uber does it, but but DoorDash, they, once they get your pulse and your car keys, they'll let you do whatever yeah, you want. Grubhub as well. I've never uploaded anything to them since I signed up either. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh, So, okay, you started your YouTube channel eight months ago with a video short, but really you started it like six months ago, right? Because then it yeah. was like, a, I, I saw, I went to the bottom and I saw eight months and then it was six months ago was the next one. It was like a 20 minute yeah. as opposed to a short. So we'll call it six months for a minute. So in yeah. six months time, and I know over there too, like, um, uh, like gig people on YouTube, gig creators, content creators, whatever you might call them over there. I know that they're not, as as many as like we have here. So I think what you've done is huge. In six months, you've gone to 3,000 subscribers. I don't even know how long you've had your TikTok channel, but it's already over 42,000. Oh, wow. um, Deliveroo puts you in a documentary. Yeah. And, um, and I saw you standing next to a car that was a Just Eat car. It said, look at my new car. I don't know if it was a joke or not. <laughs> That was for April Fools. Okay. Oh, okay. So it was a car like wrapped in uh, all orange for the color of Jesse and it said Jesse on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a Rapify type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, like, so you've, I mean, you've really grown over there. Obviously, Deliverer took notice of it. Um, your TikTok channel blows up. Deliver putting you in the documentary like what how how did all this happen in six months um so well to start my tiktok i've only it only started with delivery videos a year ago not even a year ago so that has grown very quickly <laughs> um really but um so i first the delivery stuff was i did a local newspaper contacted me like just in like where i live um and they wanted to do like a you know an article on me uh, it was really nice, actually, really sweet, um, just about kind of what I do. And then from that, uh, loads of other newspapers got in contact and Delivery discovered it from just that little article and then got in contact and then asked if I went to like an event not too long ago, met some of the people like head of Delivery um, and just went from there, really. <laughs> but then, so, I mean, did you have a, so you had an idea about the, um, about the documentary when yes. they brought you in or, you know, did you have to meet a few people at Deliveroo first and they kind of were like, Hey, we'd like you to be in this documentary. So it was um, actually just a couple of the, yeah, they contacted me and said they're doing international women's day. So I want to be a part of it. And I was like, sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and then a couple of the media team came down from London to where I live and we spent the whole day filming. So is that a doc, is that documentary out? Is that a is that a what what is that? Is that a BBC thing? Is that a? Uh... It was just a it was just a short video actually. It was for International Women's Day um, to promote like female drivers. So it was the break the bias. So okay. obviously, predominantly there's not a lot of women. I don't know if it's the same over there, but over here there's not a lot of women that delivery drive. Um, so so help you know promote that. Um, but it's just, I think it's on Delivery's website. It's just a couple of minutes long. Um, 
but they said they'll get in contact in the future for other filming. So that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I've, I just have a, I'm, I'm wondering if, if they're already thinking like, you know, cause you, you know, you've got the name, you've got the face, you've got the recognition. I'm wondering if they're already thinking down the road of like, Hey, let's keep an eye on her. Cause we might want to bring her into the yeah. company a little bit. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Know? And even when I went to the delivery event, some of like the, the top of delivery was there and, um, they already watch my stuff on YouTube. <laughs> so they're already aware. Um, and there is talks of, uh, they're putting it forward to meet the head of Deliveroo, um, who does live over here, about doing a video with him, potentially. So nice. the CEO of Deliveroo. So yeah. Let them That'd know. Be pretty exciting. Let them know, let them know me and Gig Lebowski would love, me and Gig Lebowski team up and we'll do a documentary for him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you have, do you have Deliveroo over there? No, I don't think we do. No, you don't. Maybe they, they could. They could be the the, the 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 beginning of it. That's how they can get it over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think the I think the only one we share is Uber Eats. Mm. That's I think. Well, else in Grub, Grubhub's, they're just eats. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost a, a carbon copy, I believe. Okay. I would imagine DoorDash will be over there at some point. They've been expanding to other countries, so I would imagine mm. they would get there. But I don't know. Yeah, I think DoorDash is uh, U.S., Canada, and Australia right now. And I heard they were trying to get into Japan or something as well. That's what I heard. But oh, maybe good luck not. over there. Yeah. I heard they were trying to get somewhere, and I heard that like last summer. But so this, oh, this is from uh, Robert at Hot. I'm just going through some uh, some comments at this point. So. Um, an event she can sing also has a great voice. So I just, funny enough, right before we were, when I was like hooking up everything and getting this going, I jumped on TikTok real quick and she was live on TikTok yeah. um, singing. And she's like, I don't know how my voice is going to hold up, but I'll, you know, I'll be there. And so I don't know, like, yeah. I was, you know, to me, I'm in, I'm in mountain standard time. I'm not even on the East coast. So to me right now it's 1226 PM, yeah. you know, and you're coming up, you're in nighttime now. So, yep. yeah, I've been but, doing karaoke all day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so, um, let me see. I'm just kind of rolling through these. If it, if a hey, Lebowski or anybody else, you have questions, I'm just kind of rolling through some of these because there was a lot of comments. I want to see if uh, people have questions here. I got a quick, I got a question while you're looking. Um, so you work between 50 or 60 hours a week. How long have you been able to sustain that? Um, I mean, I, I don't do those hours anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> some weeks I do, some I don't. Um, I've become a bit bad. <laughs> yeah. um, because I guess because I'm doing my YouTube, so I have to like edit as well and stuff. So I'm doing a lot less. But probably not even like when like COVID was really bad. I was doing definitely doing those hours uh, like every single single week for a year plus. Yeah. Um, but now I, <laughs> I don't do as many. <laughs> it's it's hard to do that for that long, you know. I think you yeah, know, you can get burnt out. It's like it's tough to. I used to kind of drive. I, last year I w- I drove a lot more than I'm driving now, and I was working even six seven days a week sometimes, and it it can get yeah. to you. The, the money's there, so you feel like you're always missing yeah. out sometimes if you're not working. But like sometimes it's yeah. good to take a break, you know. Definitely, that's why I always say if anyone asks me about pay, I'm like the more hours you put in, the more you're going to earn. You can yeah. earn good money if you want to. That's the only way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, there's a, there's a yeah, lot of people let, uh, I didn't want to let Eric know I am awake. I just haven't had anything <laughs> to touch on yet. 
For <laughs> <laughs> said, uh, look hot. Yeah, it's like 80 degrees, so I have the AC on. I don't want it too loud because it'll make some yeah. kind of sound, you know? Yeah. Yeah, notice you tried to put a bag or something over your phone. Yeah. It's, block it's, the sun. Yeah, the reason I went out a few minutes ago is it overheated. Yeah. So, yeah. My God, we're only in spring, man. And it's already <laughs> 80 down there. Crazy. Crazy. Um, I did have something to say about Just Eat Takeaway, though. Uh, I have, I actually have stock in Just Eat Takeaway, and it's tied up right now. I can't take it out or buy anymore because they're going through something. So I don't know if you guys are aware of that. They're, they're delisting from the U.S. Stock Exchange. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, because, you know, they bought Grubhub. Right. And so they got all them shares. Well, then their, their shares tanked. And now the CEO of Just Eat says, well, we're not going to be on the U.S. Stock Exchange. We're going to delist from it. Oh. I, I'm not sure exactly how that works for the shares that you have. Because I sold mine. Moment I heard that, boom, yeah. sold. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, uh, and, and then the next day, it tanked down to like, I don't know, $6 a share. Yeah. And I, I, was, I think I sold mine at like, I don't know, nineteen dollars a share. <laughs> so Good I was like, "Woof, man!" And so they're still going to have the Just Eats over there, but the the Just Eats CEO did say that he wasn't going to sell. But I mean, how long are you going to keep throwing money at it? Yeah, it's bad. bad news. It's interesting over here because all of them—I don't know if it's the same there. All of the like the main three companies here—they're all running at a loss. None of them are actually making oh, any same, profit. Same here. Same here. Yeah. yeah. So they're just kind of, I think they're just waiting for like one of them to drop out. Well, <laughs> I don't, I, they're not, I don't know about over there, but at least over here, they're not running at a loss because there can't, there's no money to be made. They're running at a loss because they got so much into advertising and then trying to replace drivers with automation. You know, everybody's trying to get the next robot that delivers or the next car that drives itself or, you know, Uber's been through what, like four different automation companies. Right. You know, just trying to replace drivers. And, and so that's why a lot of them operate at a loss. I mean, just just off of orders like Uber Eats is uh, they don't operate at a loss over here. That's actually the only thing that makes money for Uber. But their ride share tanks so bad that they lose a whole bunch of money. And then, of course, they got uh, Australia. Did you guys see that? They got Scuba Uber. Yeah. Scuba. Like, it's Scuba. Scuba. It's, Scuba. Yeah. it's yeah. like a little mini submarine. I, I don't know if it's around now. That was before the – I mean, yeah. I'd be surprised, man, because I know during the pandemic that probably shut down. That's wild. Um, yeah, actually, we have a little tag here of Scuba, um, just so everybody can see. Yeah, see? It's Great Barrier Reef, Australia. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's not a joke. You, you, you actually can you take would actually these get in it, things out. Yeah, yeah, and go down to the reef and look around, things like that. It was crazy. That's cool. I mean, that's cool. You know, they, they had uh, yeah. they had helicopters in Dallas. You know, I, I don't know who who's going to afford that as an Uber, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So are you under that same, um, like the worker class, like we're in a, we're in a fight here in, a, in the United States about passing a thing called the pro act nationally and on local levels, like California already did a thing called AB five and prop 22, which 
is basically was that people can't be independent contractors, made it almost next to impossible. And then they gave them like pennies on the dollar in this Prop 22 thing to try and make gig workers feel like they were earning a little more because of all this. But I know that you guys have that worker class that was created for the gig economy. Does that create a minimum wage or can you have a absolute just awful day? Yeah, you can have an awful day. I think the way around it is there's some changes over here, like in the last few months. So still for me, I'm completely self-employed. So I think like the same as you, I'm based on if there's no deliveries, I don't get paid. Um, which sometimes it is really quiet, but they've started now on Justy that some people are now contracted to Justy and they pay hourly. Um, they pay for your insurance and they give you like a electric bike to use. Um, so they have recently started that. So for them, they're on like, I think it's 10 pound an hour uh, and then paid like a pound extra for every delivery as well. Um, but for me, I'm just, and most people, and that's only in certain areas, it's just self-employed. So it's, if there's no deliveries, you're not getting paid. <laughs> so what makes it so, and I know each case is totally individual, but in your case, what makes it so that you don't want that status? That you'd rather be independent? I guess so. Well, you're going to have to do the hours that they want. Um, I, with you're doing that, you're stuck on one app, I'd say. You're going to have to do the, the drops that they want you to. Um, I think pretty much whether you like it or not. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd much prefer to, if there's one I don't want to do, I won't do it. And I'll do one on, decline that one, do another one on that app or on another app, which I don't think you quite have the freedom to do. So on that's what I was going to ask you. Do you... Do you know if they have the freedom to accept or decline, or is it a forced dispatch system? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I think it's more or less that you have to do them, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, which would be hard um, because, like, especially even in like my town, I can't actually go to the town centre because I can't park there, and the traffic wardens are so strict over here. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure how it works. Now. Do you know what their their hourly pay is compared to what you would normally make? By chance, so have you think, checked into that? Yeah, I think it's around £10 an hour. So I guess that's maybe like $12 an hour plus a pound extra for every delivery you do. Um, for me, like quiet hours, I aim for £10 an hour and busy hours, I aim for like £20 an hour. Um, so it's got its it's got its benefits because your insurance is paid as well and you get like a, a bicycle to use so it has its pros and cons i think yeah, yeah I, mean, bet, I bet it's probably pretty close if you're talking about them paying insurance and then you get i don't know if you mentioned something about gas or not but i bet it, it might be close and but i yeah well i'm like you i like to have the freedom to be able to choose where i want to go not have to be on a schedule not have yeah. to maybe go to an area of town I don't want to, you know, like, yeah. And, and when you're more of an employee or you're getting some kind of benefits, you're actually maybe having to go do some things you don't want to do. I'd like to just be yeah. able to turn on the app, do what I want, turn it off when I want. 
yeah especially normally for me like if I've done like a long day and nearer the end of the shift like I'll love to just do some easy shopping orders <laughs> to like end the day I'm like I can't be bothered to do the rest anymore <laughs> I can't be bothered to wait 20 minutes at McDonald's <laughs> yeah I hear that <laughs> yeah so um <clears throat> um, so if you did do that, if you did choose to, and you've already, I mean, I, I prefer independent contractorship. I know Pedro does. I know all, all of us do. However, if you did choose to go the working route model, have your insurance paid, take that $10 plus a dollar per trip. I'm guessing you can't do more than two, three trips in an hour tops. Yeah. I mean, can you then work the other apps when you're not scheduled? Yeah. Or is there like a non-compete kind of, clause once you go that route? I think it's hard to say for that, but I imagine if you're not on a shift, then you can work the other apps. Okay. I don't think that's a problem. But I think if you're on shift, then I doubt you'd be able to use the other apps. So it's like a schedule. It's like having a job. Well, it's kind of like yeah. working at Domino's and trying to deliver for Pizza Hut at the same time. It, it's just not yeah. going to happen. Right. Well, I meant after, like she was saying, like outside yeah. of the blocks. You know, like let's say you work yeah. 40 hours and they're just make, make it easy, nine to five, Monday through Friday. Can you work the weekends for Believery or the other ones that you're you're not employed with? Because that's yeah, an interesting thing can. to be yeah. to be like a, an employee of one, have your insurance and all that covered. And then, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they have a certain amount of hours you have to work to keep that status. Um, yeah. You know, and I guess if you, if you were on like another app, then your insurance obviously would, I think would only cover just eat. So you'd also need other insurance like separately. So can you, can you give us an idea of what insurance is like over there? Like, I know you drive yeah. a, you drive a car. Yeah. You're not you're not on a you're not on a bicycle, you're not on a moped, you're in a car. Yeah. So, well, my insurance luckily has dropped a lot now. I so I started off paying hourly, which was this is like the pay as you go, um which is good if you're doing it part-time. It was like 150 an hour. Um and that would only charge you when you're actually delivering if you're sitting there waiting for orders, you're not being charged. Um so it does work well if you're you're um just doing it part-time. And then I decided to do it monthly, which to start with, this is like not even with like normal insurance. This is just the delivery insurance was I think about 260 pounds a month. And then it went up to, I think it was 350 pounds a month. Like it was getting ridiculous. Um, and then I found a new company that only started in October and now I'm paying for my normal insurance and delivery insurance, 150 pounds a month. So the delivery part now is actually only costing me £30 a month to do any apps as much as I want. Um, but it, it was just getting crazy, the amount I was paying. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, that's... I mean, it's just, it's so different. I mean, when you say hourly insurance, I, my eyes just almost came out of my head. Like, I thought day insurance was weird enough. Hourly... Can you, can you guys... Gary, Pedro, can you guys imagine <laughs> hourly insurance... Like yeah, I need it from two forty-five to three forty-five. <laughs> I, I I don't even. I mean, I first of all, like, nobody do it. Second we, couldn't, of all, we couldn't handle that here. We wouldn't. You know, think about the insurance companies trying to handle. We can't do basic things here, so there's no way we'd be able to do something like that. 
Yeah, I mean that's just so. What do you, if you do do the hourly insurance, which I'm guessing is a, is the more expensive route to take, also. But um, do you what do you do? Do you just call them and say, "Hey, I'm going to work eight hours today." Um, so it's all on an app. It's only one company that does it, and it's all automatic. It is quite easy, actually. Um, so it just you say the companies you're working with, and then it tracks with the apps when you've got a delivery. Okay. Okay. So it's a it's a separate app for insurance that you have to turn yeah. on while you're working these. Yes. So you say to them, "I'm working for." Genius. It yeah. is, because huh? then, then if genius. you can't yeah. match it up and you had an incident, they're not going to cover yeah, you. Because because if you get an incident, say two p.m., you know, mm-hmm. and you didn't turn it on till two or three p.m., they're going to be like, "Sorry." Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, and that, like I said, genius. if you're if you're sitting there waiting for a delivery, then you're not being charged for the insurance, so you're not covered. It's only when that it tracks when you're on a delivery that that you're getting charged. How does that work? That's wild. <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. So if, say, I have a delivery to McDonald's, as soon as that app gives me that order and I accept it, then you're being charged for your insurance. Once that drop-off <laughs> is done, then your insurance stops. And you're I mean, not being charged like, until your next delivery. I mean, that's, that's like minute by minute. minute. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's minute. Minute. hourly. That's that's real time insurance. That's pretty. Yeah, that's interesting. Very. Are they integrated with the delivery companies over there? Yeah, I think so. That so the one it's called Zigo. So it's the it's the main delivery company for insurance that pretty much I would say nine out of ten use. Like most people use it, um, and. Yeah, so they're all, you say you're working with Delivery, Uber, and Jesse, and then they're like intertwined. Um, I think, I don't think they necessarily work together. Like, Delivery doesn't promote using that one. It's just kind of the main one people use. Uh, and I did for a long time until October, I think it was. Well, that's what we're wondering. How are they integrated? Because you said the moment you accept it, the insurance app knows that you're on that delivery. So there's got to be yeah. some type of API access there, I, w- I would assume. Mm. Um, I-, I have heard about this for uh, apps in the U.S., but it's more like you have to be an actual company, you know, mm. and then you pay by the trip as well. But you, you actually have to uh, be an uh, like an Uber and then, you know, the moment that trip starts, then the insurance kicks in and everything like that. But I've, I've never heard it for individual person by person use. That's yeah. It's, I think it's, it's, it's great if you're doing it part time because like a lot of people, like I was paying like an extra 350 pounds a month, which is, I don't know, nearly $400. I say extra for my delivery insurance. And now if you're doing that part time, then you're not even going to make that back. It's not worth it. So if you can do it, you know, hourly just when you're working, I think it's great. Do you know what it, I'm sorry, I might have missed it. Did you say how much it would cost hourly? Um, it all depends. So it depends on, you know, your age, your car. Mine was, I think the lowest it starts at 75p an hour, which is probably like a dollar an hour. Um, and then I was paying, I think I was paying around £1.30 or £1.50 an hour. I think the highest is £2.20 an hour. Um, so so but that's, like how but that's for active, but that's for active time too, right? That's yeah. only when you're yeah. okay. Okay, so here's yeah. the difference though, because like I I have uh, endorsement policy on my insurance, and I actually pay six USD per month, and it covers me all month long. Wow. So so, 
<laughs> so six of her deliveries is what I pay for a whole month. Wow. That's crazy. That, <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. But I don't think that would think- be the case with most drivers. Mm. Right. Well, well, I've seen them. They're, typically, it's it's less than $20 a month for the endorsements here is, right. is the, what the I typically see. Right. Yeah. You know, which some of those people go out and get the blind money. commercial coverage and pay a thousand. They were paying yeah. two fifty. They pay seven hundred and fifty dollars yeah. more a month. So it's yeah. There's no reason for commercial here, though. I mean, everybody in the chat. I've seen it a bunch. Everybody's like, "I want that. I want." That. I keep seeing it. Like, I like this <laughs> idea. I like, like this I said, idea. I like this idea. It's a genius idea, but uh, yeah. I mean, you, if you if you break it down to you know USD standards, you know if if you do. 20 deliveries a day and you're paying a dollar per delivery, you're paying $20 a day. Yeah. You know, it does if, add up. It, it, it would add up very quickly if you look at it yeah. that way, you know, but yeah, say it, if you're the person that does 10 deliveries a month, it, it might be a cheaper option. Yeah, definitely. That's why I started like that and then changed to monthly. So here's a here's a question for you um, from somebody. What happens if someone hits you while you're just sitting in a parking lot and not on a delivery? So I guess it would be so you'd have um, normal insurance as well, like your comprehensive insurance. So that's like a top on. So I guess if you're sitting there and not on a delivery, then you'll be covered by your like normal insurance. Even if you have, see, we have a thing here where even if you have the app on, you're considered in phase one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, your insurance can decide, Mm-mm, not helping you. Yeah, I guess and, I don't know fully, but yeah, I could I could see that could be a problem. Yeah, I mean, even if you're just, I mean, it's weird, because even if you're just sitting there waiting for a ping, not driving or something that might have taken your eyes off the road, but just that alone. Yeah. Um, well, the does your insurance work like ours here? Somebody run into you, they're, they have to pay, not you, though. Does it work like that over yeah, there? Yeah, so it's all, uh, so for us, what you, so you have to pay, like, out of your pocket? Is that what you mean? No, no, no. Like, for instance, no. if, if Steve runs into me, his insurance has to pay me. I don't have to pay for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Same thing? Yeah, okay. same here. Yeah. So if she's sitting in a parking lot and somebody runs into her, they better have insurance because they're going to have to pay her. Right. Maybe that wasn't, I mean, that was the example right. somebody threw up. I was, I'm now yeah. trying to think outside the box because there are now, times. Now, now maybe driving. if she was driving down the road and not on a delivery and she ran mm-hmm. into somebody, maybe her insurance would kick in then, kind of like a phase one deal. But even though you have to get that extra insurance, even if it's not through your insurance provider, you probably still have to tell your insurance that you're doing this. Yeah, it's hard. So, a lot of this is one of the problems is. So a lot of normal insurances don't allow like the top up insurance straight away. They're like, no, there's not many companies. So that's why most people, you kind of have to do it just through one company um, okay. and have it all, everything on one. Um, as you can be like, it sounds great. And you're like, oh, my insurance is 50 pounds a month and then one pound extra an hour. But then you tell your normal insurance and they're like, no, you can't do that. You can't have a top one. <laughs> What do you guys think? I think most people that do these gig apps, I think I think less than one percent have the appropriate insurance. <laughs> what do you guys think? I, I would hope it's five, but I think you're right. I, I think maybe <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, man. I, I know, man. I, 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 I sadly think you're right. 
Mm. Yeah. Do many people get pulled over? Not, not here. No, not no. well over here. We don't have to have everything extra like you guys do over there. Yeah. So it's not like a, a police officer going to pull us over to check anything unless it's unless you're actually breaking the law or illegally parked or something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, like I know uh, Australia, they get pulled over to check. I think it's their P license or something like that to make sure they can actually do ride share or delivery. Um, they actually have to have another permit to airport permits. Uh, you can't drive in certain lanes during certain times. Mm. It, it's, it's very different wherever you compare the two. You should come deliver in the U.S. You'd like this. Is I would stupid. love to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love to one day. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing. I mean, that's again, the cost of living is about equal to like a major metropolitan city in the United States. And. You, I mean, you you earn well. You like what you earn, but here you would earn a lot better. Mm. Even though, and and yet here yeah. we, and I'm not I'm not saying that St. Louis is a great market. I hear St. Louis is a wonderful market. <laughs> not in the last two weeks, it ain't. <laughs> so so are you uh, are you planning on doing gig work long term? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't have any plan, I guess, because of my, like, social media, it, what I do on social media is delivering, um, and that's doing well, then they go together. <laughs> she so, she going to be the, the female version of Pedro. You know, jo- oddly, <laughs> I made a joke in something. I said, when I was, when I was, oh, I did a video, and I was, like, talking about some of the upcoming things, and I said, I was saying Atlanta, and the first thing that came to my head is, I'm like, she's kind of a... And I got stuck for words, and I was like, "She's a she's a female Pedro on the other side of the ocean." Man, that's a compliment. That's a, I'll take that as a compliment, man. She sounds like she's doing a lot better than me. So. Um, well, I don't think any of us. I mean, uh, Michael, would you would you would you work under those earning conditions? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, like. It seems to work for her. I mean, over there, I would, I guess, because it would be, I guess, normal. But over here, um, maybe not so much. Uh, I will say uh, I, haven't, I haven't talked much, but I have been subscribed to you for a long time. Really enjoy ah, your channel. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So, I think so you're, us- you're saying that if they brought the UK pay over to the United States, you wouldn't like it? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to like look at it. Like pretty hard. Like I, I definitely don't like the way we get paid now. Uh, so I guess maybe I would lean more towards it um, because, like, like today I was telling you guys before we started, the DoorDash has just been horrible today. It's like four dollar offers for sixteen miles, and that's absolutely insane. Uh, I guess that's I a good thing. We never, we never have that. Yeah, you don't. Wow. We 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 were tortured well, actually, with that daily. Pedro asked Maybe. that earlier while you was having connectivity issues or something. What is the lowest payout you have seen? The lowest uh, is for a car is three pounds for a delivery. So Four bucks. Um, I guess that props me, what, three twenty, three forty dollars <laughs> So not that. I don't know where the driver sensei with his quick math. Well, we've got, I mean, lowest, I'm just guessing. I've seen, I've seen Uber Eats at a dollar fifty. Wow. Or a stack. Like I was on one already, then they want to stack one, and it's a dollar fifty. And then DoorDash will send they'll send you two twenty five. And if you're on, if they stack it, they want to add one, 
I've seen the lowest on DoorDash is two dollars. Yeah, there's three ninety-two USD. Four bucks. Yeah. Four bucks. Oh, wow. There we go. <laughs> I'm just guessing when I say what it is in dollars. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> we we don't either. That's why we rely on driver Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack now. Yeah, I would take uh, I would take her back. <laughs> yeah, that that's you know minimum. You can have when it's a busy Friday night. Every order is like ten pounds, eleven pounds, twelve pounds. Um, like no no problem, um, consistently. Are you, you might not know this comparison, but are, are, are all of the cities around you oversaturated by like three times as many people as you need to do this, these jobs? Um, it's, it's, there's definitely more drivers than when I started, um, for sure. There's, for the most part, there's still work. The last few weeks, though, it has kind of been like that. There's been more drivers than needed. Um, Normally, you can you you can still make your money though, um, but there's definitely a lot more drivers than there used to be. Yeah. No, Steve always asks us this: Are you since the the pandemic brought a lot of business? Since then, and everything's starting to open back up, and regulations are going down. Are you seeing less orders? Yes, definitely. That's why, especially the last few weeks, with like I. Oh, it's the same everywhere. The price of living's going up. Our electricity has gone up by 50%, I think it is. I don't know if it's the same everywhere. Um, and I feel like that's why people are ordering less. Like people have less, you know, disposable income. Um, but luckily, like the shopping orders have gone up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> do you do, wait, do you, you guys, do you have the shopping apps? So like to go not, to like the um, grocery store or so ours is different. I found this really interesting actually. So it was in December, I went to Florida um and I ordered and I didn't know you guys, I think it was on Uber, and like I got a message from the driver being like, Oh, they don't have this. And I was like, Oh, hold on, you have to go and like pick the order yourself. You have to get the items off the shelf. Um <laughs> I was like, I was like mind blown by it. I was like, Well, let me like up the tip because I was like, I did not realise that. Um so for us, like Uber will be given a uh, shop, like your equivalent to like Walmart. We'll go there. Everything's ready. You just pick up the bags and go. Um, there's no, you know, get the items off the shelf. We, we <laughs> have, we have those services too, where you okay. can just do that, but they're really, they're, they're more rare. They don't pay as well. Oh, okay. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I think so she just dropped I, the nugget guys. I think she just dropped the nugget. She didn't know she was not she right. I think a lot of customers that use these apps and it's nobody's fault. They don't know how or what we do or what we make. And she just said, well, I'm going to have to up the tip. And she, she would up the tip because she works in this industry. I think a lot of consumers are uninformed and, and they're not educated on it. And I think that even when apps like DoorDash or Uber or Domino's will put on a pizza box, tip your driver, Consumers are so inundated with all these words and signs. We don't read that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are uninformed. I think that's a big reason why we don't see tips in America, because they think that we're just, they don't really know what we're doing and the effort that it's Yeah, taking. definitely. I already tipped because um, I know over there it's like the done thing to do. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, like the driver message bit. <laughs> the driver message being like we don't have this can i substitute it and then it was like there was a few things and i was like oh 
hold on a minute, like you've got to do this yourself. Like, let me up the tip because I, I didn't know that until I went in December. Um, I'd been to America before, but not really ordered. So it was only, yeah, December just gone that I realized that's how it works. See, but, and that's coming that from somebody who doesn't even live here and knew to tip more. Yeah. So what we learned, do the dumb thing and tip more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that word. I'm going to start using it in different terms. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I know I'm, I'm, we're really appreciative of your time today because I, I I like hearing the differences between the two because we a lot of our a lot of states already and and even the country through the through this thing called the Pro Act that we will not even touch into but they're all trying to push for like us to all be workers or work under a franchise model and things that these companies like they tried it in California and Uber, they said you know Uber and Lyft's going to have to follow these rules. Uber and Lyft said, we're leaving the state tomorrow. It came down to like the midnight hour and the state said, never mind, you don't have to follow that law until you get your November ballots. I mean, it was like, it's like a stalemate game and it's none of, none of us here today would work under an employment model. Mm. But as independent contractors, we keep sticking with it. But I mean, like you were saying, they just keep chiseling it down, chiseling it down. It's like, how far can they go? Um, well, we really, I I really appreciate you coming on today. I mean, it really is nice to hear these differences. Mm -hmm. And then I saw your most recent video and I got to say, so this is, this is one thing I want to end it with is that, um, I didn't watch it because I wanted to know just firsthand before what you guys thought. Cause I saw your most recent video. If it's still your most recent video said, um, uh, you got a box of candy from America. Yeah. So I want to know. I want to know what that video was, and or what you thought. <laughs> I mean, do you think like our stuff is junk and like, oh my gosh, or, <laughs> like? <laughs> um, so there was there was a few bits of American men there. I think um, your chocolate over there is not as good. <laughs> American chocolate does not compare to British chocolate. Um, a lot of the sweets I like. I think there's a lot more like artificial. In American sweets, though. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Well, they, we have a lot um, of fake foods over here, but we, we yeah. have to, we, we like to eat. Whenever we, we like to eat here. Like, that's what America's yeah. like. We just, that's what we do. So we have to pump out all this artificial food with all this, we don't even know what's in it because we need to come up with the yeah. demand. And I bet it might be a little bit different. You guys probably eat a little more. It's just different. I think it's just the way, yeah. the way the food prepares. I realized that in uh, December when I was in America, my daughter had uh, in Disney the cheese sauce and came out on a rash. <laughs> and then we looked at the ingredients and we we're like, oh, <laughs> I'm not sure there's even cheese in this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It tastes, I mean, some, some of our crap tastes really good, but yeah. some of it's like, if you look at the label, it's like, oh, what am I putting in my body? Right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, is this coming from the vegan? <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm not a vegan. There's a big difference. Overall, though, I I'm do, just I do not like love American sweets, and my favorite of American is pineapple Fanta. We don't have that back here. Pineapple what? Fanta. Pineapple Fanta. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I've never even seen it. <laughs> oh no, it's really? good. It's, it's basically high fructose corn syrup and cane sugar. <laughs> And then regular sugar, <laughs> and then like some other some sugar. sugar. I don't know. Yeah, and then, like, it's so good though. It good. It's it so good. good, and we can't really get it over here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm well. I'm very familiar with Fanta. I've just never seen the pineapple one. So, really? um, 
but uh yeah hey thank you for your time i know you've had a full day i know that are you, you're in spain right now right yes yeah i'm mean, living... gonna go out get some dinner <laughs> yeah um but thank you for taking the time out of your holiday <laughs> um i was gonna try and use the word use the word dumb in your way but i can't do it right now i, was gonna, I, was gonna, I feel really dumb right now <laughs> But no, I think um, you just said that right, actually, Steve. I think you actually <laughs> said it. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you so much again for taking your time, That's especially okay. on your vacation. And um, yeah, I hope the rest of it goes great. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, hopefully, other people too, because I don't think a lot of people here were. I mean, I know Michael and myself watch you and have for a while, but I'm not sure a lot of people do. And it's you know, you're a channel worth watching, even if you live over here. So. Hopefully well, some of these you. people sub to you. I will say there. her her channel is not just all like she does a lot of amazing stuff on her channel. It's just not like hey, watch me do delivery. Right. You know, it, it's yeah. a lot of good content on that channel. No, yeah. and I and I like Thank her positioning you. of her cameras. Like you have a oh, the multiple angles. She's she's pretty good at that editing, isn't she? Yeah, and she's got the one <laughs> on the you. side. Like yeah. it's weird. We get all of these people who do those, and I haven't seen anybody mount one to the ceiling. Behind, between Whoa. the seats, coming out the windshield, oh and then God. you've got the one on your on your blind, coming this way on your side view, so that you yeah. can talk Some, and get the yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah, I don't know. someone I mean, the other day, they were like, "Do you pay the person that's in the car with you?" And I was like, "No, it's just me. <laughs> like, it's just my cameras. It makes it look like there's someone else there." But she it's just she me. got a camera crew following <laughs> her yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> so, Atlanta, I, I I have to admit, I. Had just heard your channel last week. I have. I'm gonna watch some videos and, and definitely subscribe. But the camera angles, I Thank might have you. to steal that idea. I might have to steal. Yeah, it. go for it. My dad does YouTube, and he was the one that he came in and helped me do a video, and he put up a camera there, and I was like, oh, I love that, and then went out and bought another GoPro. Um, nah, that's awesome. So I was like, yeah, it's great. That's cool. All right, guys. Well, thank everybody. Thank you, chat. Thank you, Pedro, for bringing in a bunch of people too, because Pedro did a live right before this, and uh, oh, man. No, that's awesome. We got a lot of people in awesome. here, and hopefully Thanks some, some good Sensei exposure well. for you guys. Yeah. Thank Driver well. Sensei for doing all of our conversions on the fly for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Matt Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> Conversion Sensei. Um but um thank you guys. Thank you, chat. Thank you, panel. And uh we will see you back here next week. And uh, everybody, what's up? What's up, Dash Theory? Um, we will see you back here next week and uh, have a great week, guys. Well, all right. There was a lot to be taken in there. Uh, but I got to tell you, one of the biggest things for me was the insurance thing. It is crazy, first of all, how they actually regulate it. Make sure that you do carry it. And uh, and then offer hourly, daily, all this stuff is... is um, as insurance, I, I need to ask the guys um, from Buckle what they think of this because um, I wonder if it if there's any gray area to what it does cover or whatnot, um, or how if why that couldn't work here in the states. Maybe that's some something I'll talk about on next week's podcast a little bit. Um, but we will see where next week's podcast goes. Again, I want to thank all of my panelists. That was a really uh, fun. Uh, roundtable and um, it was a it was a great group uh, obviously i always love having hannibal on the on the panel but it was nice that pedro doordash santiago was able to join in too and Gigglebowski, who we have never had on the podcast before 
So all of these people will be included in the show notes. We want to track them down. You want to see what they're up to. They all do some pretty cool things. Um, you know, pretty much everybody, all of us that were here today do uh, different aspects of the gig economy. Even if you go to all of our YouTube channels, which because we all have YouTube channels, that's one thing in common. We're all different in our own ways. So um, I love these roundtables. I think they're great. And uh, yeah, next week, guys, um, we will be diving into a old some old school rideshare rodeo style. Hell, maybe I'll even pull out the first mic I ever had. I would never do that to you guys. I remember. I know you guys remember how bad that mic was. Oh, my God. It was so bad. The sound was awful. <laughs> anyway, uh, Middleton, Gary, MiddletonTech.com, DUH, Driver Utility Helper, Maximo. Go get on it, guys. If you do gig work, go get on it. Um, Maximo covers Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. The DUH covers DoorDash. And they both filter things to a point where you only are getting the orders you want. So there's a purpose to them, people. Link is in the show notes. Till next week, go out there and spin some good into this crazy world. We'll see you back here next week. Oh, Rodeo. Rodeo.